0: Welcome to the podcast, Let the Prophets Speak. Today we continue to study uh, the first book of Samuel, chapter 17, and the famous story of David and Goliath. And we have set up the challenge of the Goliath and the fact that the uh, people of Israel under Saul did not know how to counter this challenge. And they were afraid and scared. Who can fight with the might of God behind him against this Goliath. Who can defeat this monstrously uh, imposing figure of Goliath? The David, is verse twelve, and David ben Ishvrati He was the son of this man from Ephrath, mi Beitlehem Yehuda, who was from the city of Bethlehem in Judah, uShmo Yishai, and the man. In other words, David's father's name was Yishai or Jesse. Shimon and he had eight sons. Bimesha And this man, Jesse Ishai, was an elderly man, and he was advanced in his years of, of uh, in his life as a as a man on this world. Uh, he was reaching near the end of his days. and uh, there was this word of the battle that the people of Israel were going to be fighting against the Philistines. Uh, under their king Saul, and the three oldest sons of Yisai, of Jesse, went along with uh, to battle, they followed Saul to the battle. And the name of these three sons, that went to battle, Eliyav, Eliyav is the firstborn, and the second is shama and the third is Shama, We were introduced to these three before when Samuel was looking to anoint one of Esai's sons. And these three um, appeared before Samuel with the assumption that it's going to be one of them. And Samuel said no to all of them. Now, um, if we recall, Eliyav, back when Samuel was introduced to Eliov, who came tall, proud, and handsome, Samuel said no. God, God, this was uh, has rejected Eliab as if there was something wrong with him, and we may get some hints as to what might be wrong with Eliab, why he was rejected by God. Before we were just told that he was rejected, and this soon we might learn exactly what character traits were it about Eliab, and presumably those character traits were shared by the brothers. <laughs> that God said that no, it will not be them. V'david, and David, who was the youngest of all eight, and the three oldest ones, they went out to war. What happened with the others, we don't know, and it's irrelevant to the story, so we never find out. V'david, and David, as we know, he would be going back and forth from attending to Saul. Remember, David was hired to play the harp for Saul. So he would go sometimes to the king and sometimes he would go back to shepherd the sheep of his father back in Bethlehem. David was part of the royal house but he was only there from time to time. Maybe Saul would call for him when he was particularly melancholy. But either way, David would go back and forth. And as we would, it would seem from this story, Sha'ol didn't pay that much attention to who David was only that he played the harp nicely for him. And every day, early in the morning and and in the evening, the Philistine, the big Philistine, the Goliath, the one we were talking about before, would would get up there and approach the um, the front, the but the area between the two armies. And he stood there, stood there, tall and erect, for forty days. Every day he would taunt the people of Israel, and say, send someone up to fight against me. Back in Bethlehem, Jesse said, Yishai said to David, his son, Take for your brothers, your brothers are in battle, take this uh, care package to them, this that um, this baked uh, cake of, of grain, and these ten loaves, of bread viharate and and go carry bring them quickly to the camp the war camp to your brothers you know give them some support tell them their father at home is uh, is uh, you know concerned about their welfare and wants to give them this food and these uh, 10 blocks of of cheese tavil Lisarho i want you to bring those as a present to their commander the Elef is the one who commands over a thousand troops. So, in other words, he understands the way things work. If you pay off the leadership, he might treat your sons nicely. And then go and find out how your brothers are doing. Wish them well. And, and bring something from them <coughs> to, to demonstrate that, you know, they're telling us the message that they're doing okay. You know, take a letter home, so to speak. And Saul and them, in other words, the, the three brothers, and all of the strong men of Israel were at Eim Micaela. they were camped in the valley of Eila, they were set up for war with the Philistines. David wakes up in the morning, and he left his, his sheep, because David's primary job was to be a shepherd, he left the sheep with, with, uh, with a shomer, with a guard who would take care of the sheep and hit, when he's gone. And he traveled and he went as his father, Yishai, had told him to. And he reached the um, the uh, barricades, the walls that surrounded the camp. And, um, he, and the... Uh, um, and he reached the place where the armies were going out towards the battle lines of and, and as they were crying, the screams of the warriors going out to battle. And the Philistines against the Israelites faced each other, one a group, a, a battle group against the other. David, David left his things. He took them off and just walked himself. He left them together with the. He was being accompanied by Shomer Akelim. Um I'm sorry, the, he left it with a man who was in charge of watching the things. This presumably would have been a, a person who was in charge of watching the items belonging to the soldiers um, as they went out to the battlefield. And he went out towards the battle formations. And he got to the battle formations and he asked uh, uh, um, to, and, and he went looking for his brothers in order to greet them in peace. He was there speaking with his brothers. And this big, strong guy uh, uh, was get, got up. He was getting up there and he was going up presumably up towards the, uh, uh, a high ground. Goliath HaPleshti, the Goliath of Philistine Shemot was his name, MiGat, from the town of Gat. MiMarchot Plishtim. he was arising from the battle lines of the Philistines, Vayedaber and he spoke the same way as he's been speaking these last 40 days, Vayishma David, and David heard the speech of this guy. V'chol Ish Israel, and all of the men of Israel, B'rohto when they saw the man Vayanusu they, they ran from before him. No one wanted to go near him by Yerummaot, and they were very afraid of this guy. And the people of Israel said, Do you see this guy who is arising from the ranks of the Philistines? And this is key here these words. He is coming out this is uh, translated in different ways. I'm looking at the JPS and they translate it as to def- he's defying the people of Israel. That's why he's getting up there. But remember, the word chareif is more, he's debasing them. He is, he is saying something which degrades the confidence of the people of Israel. Charef is often used when it talks about blasphemy. He's blaspheming Israel. When it talks about uh, someone who's mechareif towards God with a capital G, it means that he's blaspheming God. He's he's God forbid saying something that degrades God's honor. Here, Lacharefet <laughs> Yisrael, he is coming. He's blaspheming the people of Israel. And I'm translating it this way deliberately. Ish Asher Yakenu, and we know that whoever does get up and strikes him down, Ya Asrenu Hamelach, the king, meaning Saul, will make him wealthy, Osher Gadol, great wealth. and he'll give him his daughter. And marriage, and he will make his father's house free of taxes tremendous gift so verse 26 so David said to the people that were standing with him presumably these were the three brothers plus some other people that were hanging around saying as follows what did you say is going to happen for that guy who strikes down that Philistine guy and removes this shame and embarrassment. Again, that word cherpa, that word and removes this blasphemy from the people of Israel. What you, who is this Philistine? This And this arel, meaning this uncircumcised Philistine. Here you have David saying, the difference between us and them is our commitment to God, right? The sign of the circumcision is the sign of our special, special covenant we have with God. And we make that mark on our bodies in order to demonstrate right, that we are subservient to Him. Not in the same way that people are worship other gods and perform rituals and sacrifices for them, but we are subservient to Him in the way that we are willing to do what He asks us to do. He is... Blaspheming. He is um, degrading and debasing the the um, battle lines of the living God. Here's David saying again He is an Orel. He is uncircumcised. He has no relationship with his God. We have a real relationship with ours. And more than that, our God is Elohim Chaim, a living God. He's real. He's alive. He's real. He's not just a dead statue, a nothing, a zero, a nobody like their gods are. Here David is lying, is is laying down the difference between us and them. And he dares get up and blaspheme our God. And the people answered him, in exactly similarly, like we said before, what is it that will happen to that person? This is what the man who strikes him down will get as a reward. Right? <coughs> He will get the king's daughter, he will get very uh, tremendous wealth and his whole family will be exempted from taxes. And his big brother Eliyav, and listen to this carefully, overheard this conversation, remember they were all present, and he's starting to realize that David has something up his sleeve, he has something in his mind to do. When he speaks to these men, Eliyav got angry at David and and the rabbis, the commentaries point out Eliov gets angry at him. This anger is a sign as to, to give us a hint as to why Shmuel told us that God rejected Eliyav as king. Eliyav is going to react with anger. By Yomer, and he said, Why did you come down here? Who did, those little those sheeps, the little sheep that you're supposed to be taking care of, here he is, Eliov, belittling his younger brother. Where did you leave them with? Go back and do what's important. Take care of your little sheep back there. Right? I know how you are just um, uh, arrogant. He, Eliyav says to his little brother, And I know that your heart is ba- has, has bad ideas. You came down here because you wanted to be a spectator and watch the war. Leave us warriors to fight this battle. Don't come here as a spectator. Go back and do what you're supposed to do with your little sheep, your unimportant little sheep back there. Go take care of them and leave us alone, the big guys, to do the real work. Vayomer David and David answered, What have I done now? Hello, I was only talking. And I was, come on, relax.
1: Well, what are, you, what are you getting
0: mad at me for? I didn't do anything. He, David didn't even say, all I came here for is to do what my father asked, me, asked me, what our father asked me to do, but he didn't even say that. He said, all I did was talk. And we we're getting angry. Eliyab is, is getting angry at David for things that he hasn't even done. so me at How we know how wise it is that Samuel, that Shmuel, was told by God not to appoint Eliyab as king. Imagine what kind of a king he would have made. So David, again, in his wisdom, turned away. He didn't confront him. He didn't fight with him. He did make a comment to answer for himself, but then he turned towards someone else. He left Aliyah, and he asked the same question, and the people answered him in the same way that they answered him before, that that would be the reward. So now we have David thinking, he's starting, people among the ranks are starting to talk about this kid, David. Who is he? What's he here for? What's he saying? And the word is going to get up to Saul. And these words, this conversation, that David had spoken, were became heard by Agid Shaol Vayikacheu. And they were told to Saul Vayikacheu, and they took him up to the king. <laughs> now what exactly <clears throat> is it that David said that... Um, that Sha'ol heard. David did not say yet that he was willing to fight Goliath. That's going to happen later. All David said, his words were, when he said, um, who is this Philistine, this this uncircumcised Philistine, that he should degrade and debase the ma'achot, the battle uh, formations of Elohim Chaim, the living God. What David was saying was that he had an understanding that this Philistine is shaming and embarrassing and degrading God's honor, and that we represent God. David was now the one who was finally saying something that, that gave people the, the moment to think, well, maybe he's the one that knows and understands and will actually fight For God and maybe God will support him maybe he's the one who can beat Goliath that is what it was that Saul that Saul heard and that is why Saul wanted David to come before him and Saul realized that maybe David gets it and he knows how to fight with God behind him he knows what it is and so remember Saul has already tried in previous battles the tricks of bringing out the ark the tricks of bringing sacrifices All of those things failed miserably and led to Saul getting told by Samuel that he's going to lose his kingdom. All of those things are not the way, but maybe David knows the way. So Saul wants to speak to David and say, maybe you're going to be the one that's going to fight for God, and maybe God will support you. I'm going to stop here. This will be the end of part two of chapter 17b. That will be 17b. Looking forward to studying 17c, the rest of this chapter, and of course the rest of this beautiful book of Samuel together.